Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, you are cordially invited to the Ariana Grande concert within The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Connor McCabe. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including a possible leak for a new model of Switch OLED edition featuring Tears of the Kingdom. And then on Thursday, Mark and I will be ranking all of the console controllers. But in the meantime, Connor, how's it going? It's going so great. New year, new me. Mm, new yes. you? No, so, same old me. Same, same okay. old me. Uh, and Connor, thank you so much for uh, stepping in to help me do a news episode. I'm absolutely happy to do so. Missing our our sweet lad, Mark, but he'll be back. You know, he'll be back. Oh, I promise you, he'll be back. He went out for cigarettes again, and he's coming back. Okay, I believe you. Um, do you have Sarah and I were talking about this earlier? Yes. Do you have any gaming related New Year's resolutions? Not a single one. Yeah, me neither. Isn't I, it liberating? It is, and I don't know if it's because I didn't consider that I should, because I didn't, uh-huh. or that I was actually really happy with how I gamed last year. I think mm. in the past, something that I would have hoped to improve upon, and I think I did, would have been uh, if I'm going to start, A, start less games, and B, if I'm going to start one, uh, if I like it, let's see it through. Yeah. Not that you have to. I don't think anyone has to do that, but I did a better job this year, and I actually really enjoyed seeing some stuff through that I normally would have fallen off from. That's not to say I didn't have some leftovers. No, but you always have some leftovers. Like yes, that's, that's true. I, And I think, I think that's fine. I think that's good, and we need to forgive and love ourselves, Connor. Yes. Because, uh, look, we do. finishing games, I feel like overrated. Yeah. Um, I got to... We, we will we'll talk about it in what we've been playing because we've got like two two weeks of uh, <laughs> game, game playing to, to catch up on. But in the meantime, I just want to shout out the Sonic Forces borrowing program. Mm. If you would like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces for Nintendo Switch, you can, or at least you can get on a list to get it uh, eventually. The list is lengthy, and uh, it's, it's still going out. It's still coming back. Everything is in great shape here. Uh, but if you would like my copy of Sonic Forces, all you got to do is email us at nintendocartridgesociety at, at gmail.com gmail. and give us a mailing address. We can send you my copy, my, for real, my copy of Sonic Forces. Uh, you can play it for as long as you want. You send it back. I've paid for postage both ways. There may be a copy of Untitled Goose Game in there, but that's just part of the program. Uh, and you can play that or not play that, and it's, uh, it's it's all the same to me. I was recently at a Target where they had a discounted games area, and yeah. oh boy, did I see a copy of Sonic Forces. I'm sure and you did. And think of you. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, you know, it, it's... I like that we do the Sonic Forces borrowing program. I don't like to think that there are people who see that game now and think of me. <laughs> well, it's just That's a I, self-inflicted wound Honestly, there. it wasn't even Sonic on the cover. It was you and Mark. Yeah, well, it's uh they've changed a lot of those covers now to reflect the <laughs> popularity out. of the program. <laughs> um all right, Connor, we've been dancing around it. Let's get into what we've been playing. Let's absolutely. So, well, I'll just pick up on the thread that I teased. Yes, please. Uh, that uh, I finished God of War Ragnarok. I know mm. you have also finished God of War mm-hmm. Ragnarok. Um, Overrated finishing games, by the way. This is what I'm saying. Yes. Uh, is that uh, I, I enjoyed the game. I enjoyed the end of the game. There's still a ton of stuff that I have left to do um, in the post-game, uh, both like the post-game content and just the side quest that I left. Like that, I was like, no, no, no. Now is story time. I just want to yeah. like, I want to put this to bed. Um, I can't believe that there are parts where Mimir is like, oh, you got a little more time. They're going to be building their defenses for a while. This is the worst Mimir accent I could be doing. But hey, you went for it. And that's I all I can it. ask. Um, but yeah, we were just like, no, no, no. We gotta, we gotta bring war to Asgard. Like that has to happen. Um, uh, and so I, I did that. I loved the way the game ended. 
uh, thought it was like super fun and fulfilling and uh, all of that good stuff. But I still feel like uh, finishing games is overrated. You know what? Uh, and uh, no spoilers ju- for God of War Ragnarok. No, here, of course, no spoilers. The jury's still out. I think that what I ended up doing with that game uh, was that w- even though I was playing it to host an episode, a podcast episode That's on right. it, I still. Oh, I gotta uh, listen to that. You shout out the uh, the podcast. Yeah, so it'll it's a Call Me by Your Game co op episode. It lives exclusively on our Patreon <laughs> at <laughs> patreon.com slash super NPC radio. Um, but Patrick, I'll send it to you. Um, thank you. You're welcome. Also, thank you for dropping the voice. You're so welcome. during the plug. <laughs> of course, I got as uh, embarrassed as I could. Um, but had I not done that, I don't know if I would have touched as much of the game. Uh, if I didn't know that I was going to be doing some hosting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say. It 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 is hard to say. Well, and also like as quickly because like I took my time with that game, but mm-hmm. they they reached a point where I was like, I gotta go like pedal of the metal and just like. I got to like put in some like four or five hour days on yeah. this game. Um, otherwise I'll never finish it. Yeah. It, I, and I don't know for some people, cause you're not the only person I've heard express this. I even was feeling it near the end of my playthrough. Uh, was an urgency to, to, to conclude the main story. Yeah. And I, based on what, my feelings on the game, I think that you could probably have a longer game with a more focused story that I, you wouldn't necessarily have those feelings about. I think this has something to do with it spreading out a little more wide, and then yes. I, that's just my speculation. I mean, I I felt well playing it, and I promise we won't be talking about God of War Ragnarok this whole <laughs> this whole time. Uh, but uh, I I felt that it could have. And I don't know where exactly you would do this, but it could have been two games like released two years apart from each other, and mm-hmm. like uh, you would still have like it could even be like the same maps and everything. Like it doesn't really matter, but just having like these end points where like you would stop and there would be there would be literally no other story to do so like now mop up the the side quests that are very interesting and very good but that i don't want to feel like i'm playing them at the expense of moving forward the main story yeah i think you're also not the only person to express this to me this sentiment of thinking that it could have or maybe was thought to be two games at one point and i that is very much within the realm of possibility uh, Connor, let's move off of God of War Ragnarok. Uh, what else? Have, what? Uh, let me talk about Crisis, Crisis Core a little bit. Oh, please, because I've been waiting to hear from you about. Yes, that. Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Um, I am maybe a third of the way through the game right now. It's very like chapter focused and very linear. Oh, nice. Um, so it is uh not like uh my thought of Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy VII uh in general are you know those are like open games right mm-hmm. where um yeah you're you have to head to like the next town and do the next thing but the space between you and the next town is a wide open field and whatever you do in that is sort of like up to you mm-hmm. um but like there are no wide open fields there is no world map in uh in crisis core everything is like a series of hallways and interesting when, when you pull up a map it's like <laughs> it's like three straight lines and you're like okay great i'm there (laughs) Uh, maybe there's one forking path in there maybe um so it is all really based on the combat um so you Mm. get into these like little combat uh scenarios um and it's pretty simple you can swing your sword you can dodge around you can block uh, and when you hold um, L, then it brings up, like, all of the materia you have equipped. So it's, like, you have magic attacks or, like, cure or whatever, and you can cast those oh. or, or use special techniques. And there's this little spinning dial that can either give you, like, when it lands, it's like a roulette kind of thing. It can either give you um, less like roulette and more like a slot machine. It's okay. like a slot machine. Ooh, fun. Um, where, except you don't I win I go to money. casinos. I know what you're I, talking look, about. I know exactly what all this is. <laughs> None of this is foreign and kind of intimidating to me. Um, but uh, the, it, depending on where they land, it'll be like, okay, now for the next 30 seconds, uh, you can use magic without spending MP. Dang. Or you can uh, use special techniques without using the points AP, possibly. Um, ability points is probably what they're called. Um, or just like getting other bonuses or getting like limit breaks that you can use. So it's really about like positioning yourself, playing defensive until it's like, now you can go hog wild with whatever. Yeah. And then going hog wild with it. Um, and it's all, I just, it, it's very cool and fun to play a Final Fantasy game that is all combat focused. Well, and I, because this is what I was guessing was the case about the game, 
uh, does this scratch the combat itch from that that you felt from Seven Remake? Yes, yes. Okay. So it, it feels very much like the combat in Seven Remake. I miss, of course, the like juggling the, the oh, three characters, yeah, that was really which fun. is so fun and so cool, and is echoed nicely in God of War Ragnarok when you're switching between three weapons. Spoiler: This is the third weapon. Yes, um, which is so, also so fun to switch between them. Oh. Um, but uh, the thing that I'm really enjoying, really, really enjoying about Final Fantasy VII. Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion is uh, the writing. The game is very oh, wow. funny. Oh, really? Yes, it, uh, unexpectedly so. Um, and it, I, it's owed mostly to the fact that the main character Zach mm-hmm. is like the anti-Cloud. Yes. Um, because Cloud is you know like a dour, um, brooding, brooding, cool guy. Cool guy. Zach, sincere. He's a puppy. He's, in fact, some of the characters call him puppy, like, through the course <laughs> of the game. And so he's, he's like, training with all these other, like, members of Soldier who are a lot more like Cloud than they are like Zach. Yes. Um, and so, like, they're going through these, like, huge, you know, existential crises. And they're like, are we tools of a government? Are we monsters? Are we noble? Whatever. And Zach's like, I'm just trying to do good things for people. And, like, he, the, the contrast between who Zach is yes. and the world that he is in is perfect comedy. My gosh. I love it to pieces, Connor. You're selling this game. I, this is a game I already wanted to play yeah. and I want to play worse. You're playing on Switch, correct? I'm playing on Switch, yeah. How do you, how's the performance? Fine. Uh, it's, oh. I mean, the, it, it's a little tough to say because I know it, originates as a PSP game. Yeah. Um and so I think my expectations are already sort of dialed into that. Yes. Um but like the loading times aren't bad. Um performance it's I think locked at 30 frames. Nice. Um there there are some the you know like little bits of just like graphical like tearing or you know like whatever where the edges are uh there's just like some noise around them. Sure. Um but generally it, it plays great. I love holding it in my hands. Mm. Um yeah, it's it's uh I'm I'm really really loving it. Oh, I'm happy for you. Thank I, you. I really want to get into that at some point. And now that we're already we're less than two weeks away from a big release that we're both I think going to be playing, I don't mm-hmm. know when it's going to happen. No, and this is yeah, this is the eternal struggle, of course. Yeah, uh, Connor, what else have you been playing? So much. Uh, the, the first order of business is that we've got to celebrate me finally playing your copy. Of Metroid yes. Zero Mission. That's right. Uh, all... It has now been returned to me. Yes. Unlike Mark's copy of The Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds, which he loaned to me seven years ago, and wow. I still in my possession. Incredible. Yep. Well, I'm glad that uh, one of us uh, can can return things. No, I'm a bad friend. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it. Uh, but it, what a fantastic game. Uh, I'm so glad that I got to it You know, 13 months after you yep. loaned it to yep. me. Yep. Yep. I last, last year was my Metroid year where I ended up playing the uh, Metroid 2 Samus Returns on 3DS. I played Super Metroid, the, all of these, all the way through for the first time. Yeah. Uh, I played uh, Dread and Prime 1. I had played Fusion all the way through before. Yeah. So last year was my Metroid year. Man, and what a year. It was great, and it was all back half of the year, so it was pretty packed. Yeah. Um, this is one that... That was back half of last year? Yeah, it was basically August through... November when I okay. played all four okay. of those uh, and a bunch of other stuff. Um, but this was really fun for me to finally give, you know, essentially that first Metroid game its go. And yeah, it was better than I, I had high expectations. It surpassed those. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun. Uh, I felt good playing it because I'm so familiar with the way those games work. Uh, and even getting stuck, I didn't feel as, I didn't feel helpless. I was like, I can do this. Right. And, uh, and yeah, there's just some stuff I didn't expect, which is felt very obvious, obvious in hindsight. But I loved it, and I got to play on my new little gorgeous analog pocket. Oh, I'm so jealous of that pocket. Mine will come someday. It will. Uh, next year, right? Or this well, year. We're in this year. Oh, congratulations. Yes, uh, thank you. My. Uh, so sorry. I just We yes. got to circle back to Please. it now. When you were saying last year. That you Zelda last year was your Metroid year. I meant twenty. You meant twenty twenty one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. I I'm, was gonna say I didn't think that you played it last last yeah. year, 
during like the Donkey Kong time? Yes. Okay. All right. You know, Patrick, I'm still writing Metroid on all my checks. Oh, Connor, you got to update it to Fire Emblem Engage. <laughs> I do. That's what goes on your checks now. Uh, it, um, but it, uh, as well, what I've been playing on the Analog Pocket uh, is Mother 3 for the first time. Uh, I l- I'm a big fan of the f- of Earthbound, Mother 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got this game... Colloquially, I think fair to call it the first one, which is what yes. you were going to say. We don't acknowledge Earthbound beginnings. Nope. Uh, Nor should we. No. I uh, had been looking forward to this for a while. I bought this game to play as my first game on the pocket, which Zero Mission ended up actually being that. But it's... Lovely. If you like the first game, this one is even more accessible and fun and has fun twists to it. This, the way the story is told is different. Um, it is still a bit prickly in the difficulty in the, in the combat as far as yeah. just like enemies hit hard and I'm often having to like go out of my way to heal uh, over and over. Uh, yes. But outside of that, man, it's charming. Um, yeah, th- and uh, a com- that's a common thing in the... the- first earthbound mm-hmm. right yes where it's just like man th- these like crows are dealing like a ton of damage to me yeah well, what is going on the first part of that game specifically yeah. up until the first boss is very prickly if you can get past that it's a lot more enjoyable but uh i'm, I'm still feeling that in this game um well that's so how, how deep into mother three are you i've never played it at all so i am on chapter three i don't know how many chapters there are about six hours into this okay. playthrough okay. uh and yeah it's just fantastic highly recommend and i'm just getting into it really uh all right we both we made lists both of us of what we've been playing the last like yes, two please. weeks and they're they are they are lengthy lists um you ask me about one of uh, one of these games and then i'll ask you about uh another one of your games what the heck is Mom Hid My Game? Okay, so Mom <clears throat> Hid My Game. Uh, I, I, I played Mom Hid My Game. I played all of it this morning. Um, Incredible. It is a game that is free with your Amazon Prime subscription. So uh, Prime oh. Games does these things all the time where there's like a free, usually Steam game that's available oh. with your Prime subscription. This is the first time that they've ever done a... Uh, partnership with Nintendo to make a game on the Switch eShop available as part of their thing. So this is available until like mid-February. If you're a Prime subscriber and everyone is, um, you can play Mom Hid My Game for free. And just so I'm, I didn't get confused, Yeah, it's on your Switch? It's on my Switch. Do you connect your... No, so you go <laughs> in Amazon, you just like look up um, Mom Hid My Game yeah. Amazon Prime. And uh, then you'll like log into your Prime account, okay. and it'll say like redeem. You hit the redeem, and then you'll get a download code okay. to do it on on your Switch. Very yeah. cool. Uh, tell me about this game. Okay, so this game it's a uh, uh, it is a, an indie game that was probably featured in the first um, Indie World Showcase back when they were called like Nindies. Oh my um, gosh! Uh, and it is really just like it's like the part of uh like point and click adventure games that don't make sense, but just that. Right, just okay. the parts that don't make sense. So um, <laughs> the, the premise is your child, your mother has hidden your DS or, you know, whatever. You're sort of analog to that. Yeah. Um, and so it's just like clicking on things in the room to try and like find where your game is. Yes. And it's all these like bite-sized puzzles and they're, you know, absurd. So like there's one where, uh, and it's usually just like two screens that you can go back and forth between. And it's just like the living room and like the front of the house. Um, <laughs> and so there, there's one where, uh, there's like uh, a dresser that you're pretty sure that your your game is mm-hmm. in, uh, but there are people riding bikes uh, through your house uh, in front of <laughs> the dresser. They do. And you, so you can't just walk up to the dresser; you'll get run over by a bike. Um, so instead, you got to go to the other side, and uh, there's like a note pinned to the wall. And so, like, you go to the note and you like tap on it, um, and you get the pin, and then you can put the pin down, and it pops their tires, and then you can cross. That's fun. So that's it's just it's fifty puzzles like that. Okay. Um, And when you fail, like, mom finds you trying to find Uh your game. And he's like, no, mom, no. Um, So that's that's it. That's that's the whole game. That is amazing. I do want to ask you about another game on your list. Yeah, go. I saw you on Switch Online playing this, and I was like, I wonder why. Uh, Super Smash Bros., but here it says, and me's. Okay. So (laughs) every now and then I get the, like, there are so many things that you can do in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate yes. that uh, 
I love and I just think like the the game is this thing that just keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of them is the the me fighters. There's so much. Have you messed around at all with like the customizing the me fighters? Not really. Okay, so. What you can do with there, there are obviously the three different kinds of me fighters. There's the brawler, there's this uh, the sword fighter, mm. and uh, the gunner. Yes, and each one of them you can you know select which me you you use for them. You can uh, put a hat on them, you can dress them, and those are all things that either are like part of the game or downloadable content or whatever. And some of them are generic, and some of them are like specific to like games that they you know want to incorporate mm-hmm. into smash um but didn't want to make a full character for them or whatever like um, sans like sans for example yeah. yes from from undertale um and uh then there are the the four specials and there are three different versions of each special oh for each type so um you can assign which of each type of which special they have for each one. Oh, so there's just a, a bunch of like customization options and uh i remember really like digging into that on the 3ds um and back on the smash for 3ds um and specifically i i had made a me of um the comedian andy daly um (laughs) and uh on my 3ds i had made character i had made smash fighters for each of the characters in his uh, andy daly podcast pilot project it's like a dalton wilcox a um Oh God, I can't remember any of these characters' names now. Um, uh, uh, August, uh, the, the he he's the German guy who works at a press, pretzel factory who likes to go on vacation. <laughs> um, but so I, I had made all those characters on my on my 3ds, and I was like, oh, I don't have any of this yeah. on Switch. And then I was like, I don't have any me's on my Switch. I made one for me, and that's it. I think that's about the same for myself, which is a crime. Yeah. This whole, like, the whole, like, thing around me is just, like, disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, I had got to go back in there and make a new Andy Daly me. Yes. <laughs> uh, and uh, we made a me for Sarah. Um, and then, like, a few other, like, uh, made a few other me's. And then I also made uh, me's for uh, Tifa, Aerith, and Barrett from Final Fantasy VII. Because I had purchased the, the like, the me fighter costumes for those characters oh. back in the day. But never made them out of like me's into me fighters. Well, you got so it. I went through and like I made a couple Andy Daly characters, uh, and I made um, uh, the those uh, the the Final Fantasy VII characters, and then also the the Sans one. Like I had I'd purchased the the costume, but never put it on a me fighter. Yes, did that. Did Cuphead, um, and made sure that they all had different special sets, so that. When you select one of them, it's always going to be different than playing as the other ones. So That's great. They're all distinct and they're all discrete. I think I've got like 11 or 12 of them in there right now. Um, and so like just being in Smash Brothers, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll like play some classic mode. I'll play some, you know, whatever. Um, and it's just like the, the game just rules. Like it just keeps on giving. You can if you want to spend time just like tinkering with your obsession with, you know, uh, early 2010s uh <laughs> uh you know uh pod comedy podcasts mm-hmm. personas uh you can do that absolutely incredible uh anybody we could put anyone in smash you could put anyone in smash that's that's really fun uh and that it just it adds not like you're saying it's a gift that keeps on giving yeah. it adds so much to even just if you're playing just multiplayer with your friends like they could select any of those characters anytime right Right. That's great. They can they can open it up and be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I can play as Dalton Wilcox." <laughs> Andy Daly's Dalton I Wilcox. I definitely know who this is. Poet laureate yes. of the West. I that is way more than what I expected to hear from you about that. Yeah, that's I mean, yeah, that it wasn't just like, "Oh yeah, I decided to play a couple matches or whatever." Yeah, no, no, there no. There's a lot to that. I got weird with it. And I'm sorry, I'm talking so much, Connor. No, please. <laughs> uh, but the the other thing that is sort of like connected to this, I was just like sort of taking stock of like, it was part of the whole like, I don't have any Mies on my Switch. Mm-hmm. I don't have any Mies. Um, and I was like, you know what? You know what I also don't have? Uh, I don't have an inventory of my Amiibo. Oh, okay. So I went through, started a Google a, Doc. A, a spreadsheet a or spreadsheet. a doc? Yeah, Google Sheets. Yes, you're right. <laughs> um, and made a list of all the Amiibo in the world. 
and then and then <laughs> added like the metadata to them to be like they're from this series. It's this type of amiibo because yes. all the Link amiibos can be scanned as Link, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, was like, here are the ones I own. Here are the ones I don't own. The ones that I own, here's where they are. Because mm-hmm. um, some of them are in the display case that you just looked over to. Ugh. Some of them are in boxes in the bedroom. Uh, the Wolf Link amiibo is with my copy of Twilight Princess HD. Yes. Um, so like, I just made this like very cathartic list of like, I'm getting organized, Connor. I love. I don't have any video game resolutions. <laughs> I'm getting organized. I love that, and I, that's the sort of thing that I also love to do. It is. It. It's. It's relaxing almost. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think to someone that might be ter- a terrifying task to take upon, but I love putting things on a list or in a sheet. Yeah, and then the, like typing in like, here's where, yes, I own it. Here's where it is, and it just made me go like, oh, I should get some more Fire Emblem amiibo for when uh, Engage comes out. Aren't those the hardest ones to find? They're kind of the hardest ones to find. Uh, are they come? By the way, side note, are, yeah, are they coming out with any for Engage? Not that we've seen okay. yet, but. Cool. Uh, it would be surprising to me if they, d- although they didn't come out with any for um, three hopes, so maybe maybe that maybe mm, that door is shut. Maybe. Know. Connor, tell me about your experience with Kirby in the Forgotten Land. What was have I been doing what for have the you last been doing, Connor? The last nine months, Kirby Month was March, correct? Yes. Uh, and I'm kind of always celebrating Kirby Month internally. Uh, but this is a game that I did, I missed when it came out. I knew I wanted to play, but just didn't find the time for it. And uh, because my, this is unnecessary, but I'm going to tell you, my parents for Christmas, uh, I sent them a list of stuff because they still buy me the occasional gift. Adorable. They're like, we'll get you, we're getting you one gift. Uh, And so I sent them a list. It's kind of fun because you don't know what you're going to get. And they had decided to get me a dock for the analog pocket. But they didn't know that that is not coming until next year, even though it very clearly says it before you even go to like an add to cart page. Right. So, my mom, after discovering this... I mean, but God bless him, though, because, like, the whole, like, culture around the yeah. analog pocket, like, <laughs> pre-ordering and just being like, I'm giving... I'm Because you pay for it when you yes. order it. <laughs> yes. It's not one of those, we'll charge your card later. Like, you buy it when you buy it, and then you get it when you get it. Yes. Uh, absolute saints for even going on that ride. Yep. Uh, but after my mom discovered this wasn't coming until a certain point... Uh, she felt bad and didn't want me to have nothing to open, so they got me another thing on my list, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Wonderful. And I have not played a ton of Kirby games. I think you maybe even had mentioned that I I told you and Mark before that Kirby 64 was my personal favorite That's right. Kirby game, which is still a freak thing of mine. Uh, but I th- there the people people go to bat for that one. They do. They okay, love good. It. Yeah. I still feel like a freaky little well, freak. You are a freaky little freak. <laughs> but I. I'm all that to say in love with this game. I am having a hard time putting down. I think I was even chatting with a little bit with Alana in the discord yeah. about it. And, uh, she had some really nice things to say as well, but it is so much fun. I love, I touch everything. Uh, but, and also, as I was saying, I might not go back and get every Waddle D because I don't always like having to play through the whole level again, even though they yeah. are fun, they're fun, but I will do every single side mission, like the little bonus games, those bonus games, man, they're great. And trying to get them like in under the like target time. That is fun. So fun. Some of them. And here's the thing. I have a healthy relationship with this game yeah. where some of them I'll do it and I'll just, I'll just know I don't want to do this anymore. Others. I will do multiple times until I get the target. Right, right. Uh, I am in, I just finished World 5, so I'm in World 6. So I am mowing through this game. Yeah, yes, you are. So yes. uh, World 6, is that into the like, lava-y yes, area? Yes, it is. Okay, great. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't get enough. The Waddle Dees are cute. I love Elfillin. I think that's its name. Uh, yeah, Elf, yeah, Elfillin. Elf- eh- yeah. However you say it. Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> Not me. Uh, and the last thing I'll say about it is that I love all the power-ups, and I was having a thought early in the game as I was still just filling out the spots on the shelf yeah. for the early power-ups, wondering, oh, how are they going to continue to build on this in the game? Will it be, are this, is this all there is to it? And they evolve. Yeah. And I love it. And some of them get really some cool. Some of them get crazy. Like the Kirby, he puts on sort of like a, a snow outfit like he's some Norse guy and has a giant sword. I just got the big wild hammer. It's great. I love this game. Did you end up uh, seeing this all the way through? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, I, I, 
you know, like, like yourself, uh, didn't get absolutely everything, didn't mm-hmm. 100% the game. Um, but yeah, got, got a, a ton of stuff and like messed around a little bit in, in the post game as well. Just cause like you, it was hard for me to put down. Yes. Uh, even when the game was like, you're done now. I was like, mm-hmm. but yeah, <laughs> but I want to keep playing. Um, it's just such a pleasant world to be in. Absolutely. Um, anything else you want to, uh, mention before? I, I I played just a handful of other games over um uh, over the break here, uh, Yoshi's Island F Zero X partially because um the Nintendo Online thing was uh, incentivizing mm-hmm. you to play them with platinum points. Oh, and I was like, oh yeah, I'll just turn these games on for a second oh. to to get those platinum points. And th- but like you turn on Yoshi's Island and it's like, well okay, I'll just play this for like an hour and a half. Yeah, and that... love it. Oh, incredible game. Um, Ditto F Zero X. Uh, still playing Shovel Knight Dig. Yep. Tetris 99, I mean, of course you are. I'll touch on this for a second. Uh, there is a, uh, I have a, a typo in the uh, show notes here. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> there, there is a, an icon that you earn in this game by collecting 999 tickets. And the tickets are what you use to buy like alternate themes, right? It takes yeah. 15 tickets to buy a theme. You can earn up to four tickets per day. Um, the icon, you, you, to get 999 tickets, you have to have those tickets, not have earned them yes. over the course of whatever you have to have 999 tickets <laughs> i have decided connor that i'm going to get this icon i can't wait which means every day i have to log into tetris 99 earn those four tickets and then turn it off <laughs> i am so excited to have this to look forward to for myself to hear at some point on this show you will update I will get us there. i will get there do you have you calculated how long it's going to take i think we were maybe talking about it i have i currently have like four 436 i think tickets. so at the minimum a year and a half or more no 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 no. because no. i can get four per day oh four per day four per day oh so you're looking at like uh i still need to get 500 of these things yeah uh 550 of these things which means <laughs> it's yeah it's gonna take it's gonna take a long time it'll, it'll be summer before this is done yes okay good luck thank you um uh, yep and then I rapid fire for me. Uh, I've people been talking a lot about Vampire Survivors. I'm also fully hooked. It's amazing, but it's not on Switch. Been playing it on Game Pass. Uh, I dipped into the TMNT Cowabunga collection. What a joy! Played through uh, a Hyperstone Heist for the first time. I still have not touched Hyperstone Heist. It's so weird, but I 100% recommend it. We should do it sometime. I love it. Uh, and uh, lastly, I started playing The Last of Us. Uh, <laughs> Uh, for the second time, because I'm excited about the show. Yes. Uh, do you think that you will put in enough time before the show starts to... What am I asking here? Because the show will be easy, right? Yes. We'll watch the show. Mm-hmm. It will unfold in front of us. Do you think that uh, you will get enough like into the game by the time the show comes out that you will be like, I prefer to keep suffering through the game, which isn't that it's not that hard i i'm feeling good about it you're feeling good yeah so yeah yeah that's pretty much it for me um connor that was wonderful let's those are the uh that's what we've been playing this week let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week (laughs) turns out not much (laughs) first week of the year not a lot of games Mm -hmm. coming out yeah Uh, i wrote yikes in the show notes um in italics. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, uh, the only uh, game of note here is the Arcade Archives Galaga is coming out on Friday, January 5th. Um, but I did want to just like uh, highlight that there's there are still sales aplenty on oh the uh, Switch eShop. Um, I have this insanely long list of games here that are, that are on sale. Uh, and I don't even really know that uh, we need to call out games uh, specific games other than like the Resident Evil games are all on sale again. The Samurai New Samurai Showdown and the Samurai Showdown collections are on pretty deep sale. Um, what else? The Mega Man games. The Mega Man games. Uh, all of those collections are are on sale. Uh, Yoku's Island Express is four dollars. It's normally twenty. Um, Overcooked Two is six twenty four. That game My is goodness. the best. Um, here's one. Monster Hunter Stories 2, normally a $60 game, now marked down to, to 20 That's as big of a discount as you're going to get on That's this. as big as, a, yeah, that's right. Um, that's crazy. So maybe worth uh, picking up. 
Um, Citizen Sleeper is 14 bucks. It's normally 20 That's one that I missed from last year that yeah. I'm interested in, but Same. it's also on Game Pass, which I pay for. <laughs> so. Then you just play it on Game Pass. Yeah, I think I will. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and anything else you want to call out on, on that sale list I, there? I mostly Con? saw those Mega Man collections and, and Mega Man 11, which I never played, and was like, dang, I might want to get one of these Mega Man 11 is great yeah uh and it's it's uh 9.99 is normally 30 bucks uh all right connor let's get out of the new releases which brings us to a regular segment on our show it is time for 433 in 1952 american composer john cage wrote a piece called 433 where a performer or group of performers didn't play their instruments for four minutes and 33 seconds for the purposes of our, sh- of our show our instruments are talking about nintendo so for the duration of one performance 433 connor and i will talk about something not at all nintendo related thus fulfilling the contract of the piece connor i saw the fablemans this weekend Yes, you uh, did. A, 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 thank you <laughs> for that affirmation. Uh, a, a movie about the uh, early life of Steven Spielberg. All the characters' names are changed, but they're just those people. <laughs> yeah, an interesting choice. It's a, it's a strange choice. The movie's a mess. I absolutely loved it. Mm. Um, uh, I cried a lot in oh, it. Oh, wow. Yeah, just like kind of gently throughout. Yeah, um, that's it, really sweet. It... Uh, it was great, but I just uh, thought we could talk about Steven Spielberg. If you, when you think of Spielberg yeah. outside of the movie you just saw, what's yeah. the first movie that comes to mind? Ooh, I think the first movie that comes to mind, and this is like me growing older and like revising in my head, because I think for oh, a long yeah. time it would have been Jurassic Park. That would be my answer. Um, but I think my answer now is Jaws. Oh, yeah. That's the most recent Spielberg movie. I mean, I've seen it a few times, yeah. but that's the one, only one that I watched. Last year, being 2022, there you go. Uh, I watched it right after seeing Nope, uh, because oh, there's a lot, a gri- oh, lot in yes. common, and uh, adore them both. Right, great flicks both. Um, I'm trying. To, there's so much that is wrapped up in Spielberg and filmmaking too. Like I can't not think of also. I know we're talking about Spielberg, but John Williams and the music that yes. colors his films. Yeah. Um, are there any Spielberg movies you don't like? Because I have one I really don't like, but I a lot of people love. I mean, here's the thing. I'm not a big war movie guy. Okay. So, like, I don't... Warmer. We're getting warmer. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> um, so, I don't particularly care for Saving Private Ryan. Sure. Uh, I don't love Munich. Oh, yeah. Munich is a Spielberg movie. Um, I'll tell you the well, one that... Let me tell... Yeah, tell me The tell one me that I saw in theaters that I really didn't like Probably because it took me away from playing Skyward Sword when it came out. Okay. Is War Horse. Oh, I, I've not seen War Horse. I really don't like that movie. And I know people who fall on both sides where they love it or they hate it, but yeah. I don't. Uh, Saving Private Ryan, I do like, but I also haven't seen it in about 10 years. Uh, and I've matured so much, I might feel That's right. You're a different man now. Your tastes have been refined. Here's the thing. I don't really care about horses. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't like them. They're weird monsters with giant teeth. Yeah, I've never been a, ho- a horseman myself. Uh, so I could, if I had seen War Horse, I probably wouldn't like it. Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's it's quite possible. I also didn't like uh uh Lincoln. I liked it when it came out, but again, I didn't have as much taste then. But it's bas- it's Daniel Day Lewis uh, yeah. doing the Lincoln yeah. thing. He is doing the Lincoln thing. I just it's so funny to me that that movie is all about. Like the political jockeying necessary to uh to do what Lincoln does. Yes. And then like that happens, and then it's like, okay, now I guess we gotta like it's here's like the obligatory assassination yes. scene. Yes. Where it's like, why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> That's what you've told the story. Like, stop it. Totally. Uh so nuts. Uh, I'm trying to think of I mean there's millions. E. T. How you feel about E. T. I love E. T. Mm-hmm. Watched it a bunch as a kid. Didn't see it for years. Watched it on a Blu-ray that kind of went through a big Blu-ray phase mm. uh in the twenty tens and watched it by myself and cried a bunch. <laughs> it moved me deeply. Yeah. Uh I love that movie. It's Yourself? so good. It's yeah. it, uh, it's just it feels so like lived in and real yeah. where it's like you know, one of the things that like I, I miss in uh, like modern blockbusters mm-hmm. is the sense that 
people have lived lives before this movie uh, happened to them yes. and that they will live lives after this movie happened mm-hmm. to them that have nothing to do with the events of the movie. Yeah. Uh, and like E.T. is like the quintessential, all of those characters and all those relationships feel real. Absolutely. Um, I also wanted to say that I have a lot of Spielberg makes so many movies. Yeah. I have probably not seen most of his movies. In fact, have a lot of big blind spots like Close Encounters I've never seen. Close Encounters is good. Um, I actually have seen The Sugarland Express, which I think is I like not. his it's second his first, first feature. It's his first feature, yeah. Uh, pretty good. Have you seen the Columbo he directed? There's a sh- the episode of Columbo? One of the first episodes of Columbo he directed, and it's brilliant oh connor that's our timer wow so i guess we'll never know um we were joined <laughs> i think to- it restarted yeah okay we'll just go back to the top 433 again uh we were accompanied today by a timer on my phone all right connor let's get into the news first news item is a question i'm posing to you did the box art for a new legend of zelda tears of the kingdom nintendo switch oled model leak last week maybe it did we're not sure. Um, images appeared on Reddit on Friday, uh, d- December 30th, uh, and of course have not been substantiated in any way from anyone at Nintendo or, or anywhere else. Um, I have uh, added the uh, pictures to our um, doc here. Connor, what do you think? Do you think this thing is real? I do, but I also thought the Grinch leak was real. If you remember the Grinch I leak. I do, I do. It I was, was fully yes. convinced. The, the Grinch leak, uh, a sort of infamous um, leak that included uh, Smash Brothers DLC characters uh, and was also part of the 2020, what, 2020, 2019 uh, Grinch movie with Benedict I, Cumberbatch? 2018. Because that was the year that game oh came out, yeah. God. Oh, I just um, haven't talked to you enough about the Grinch recently. So. Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> Connor, this is two episodes of this show that you're on in a row. Talking about the Grinch. <laughs> well, uh, I tell you what, listeners, we won't be making it three. Nope. <laughs> um, I do it. It. I don't know. I haven't looked, taken a lot of time because at first I didn't want to see any of this, but then I started to see more. Right. I don't know. It looks like it could be real to me, and I personally didn't expect Nintendo to come out with a brand new big old Switch this year. Which this is sort of something that if this is real, yeah, and it seems kind of mundane enough to be real mm-hmm. to me, um, that they would just paint a Switch OLED with uh, some Zelda graphics. <laughs> they've done it before. They've done it before. <laughs> they did it with Pokemon. They just yeah. did it with Pokemon. Um, that uh, that like really throws water on the is there a new Switch model coming out this year? Fire because this version of this wouldn't be coming out until May, and that's kind of like that. That's it. Yeah, you know, it's somewhere in the seven months after that, uh, I just can't see them putting out a new switch in that time. I I'm, I fall in a very similar camp to you. I, I think that uh, while we don't know what we know or don't know yet, I would I would venture to guess come February, we might get that annual February direct that might shed a little light on this. I yes, possibly. I, I no, but I, I, I totally agree with that. And I, we're, we're getting close enough now where. Uh, like we need to start getting uh, hard information about this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I was uh, thinking back to the original uh, Switch reveal event oh. in January of uh, 2017 uh, where they gave us the Breath of the Wild release date, mm-hmm. um, which is also just bonkers to think of because the, the event was on like the 6th or 7th. It was early January, right? It was a Thursday night. I remember it very well. <laughs> and... <laughs> And we, as as do we all, um, and Breath of the Wild is then dated for less than two months from then, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, March third, the same date as as the Switch. Um, so like, that's 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 the like most compressed timeline. Yes. Uh, and so like we've got to be getting, we've got to start, they've got to start spooling up the like marketing device that uh starts put tweeting out like gameplay details and like little videos and stuff on on uh all their socials um and it's just like we're getting there Connor we're getting to the point where we're going to start to know stuff I think you're right I also think this could be a situation where this might not be the only thing that has sort of popped up recently um but it could just be a case of where there's smoke there soon to be fire so yeah. uh yeah. I'm excited I'm just so pumped for this game I, I can't cool. wait the anything they give me I'm, I'm ready for yeah uh, here's another thing about uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, elsewhere on Reddit, an ad leaked for Tears of the Kingdom that included the NSO logo on it. Um, 
why is the Nintendo Switch Online logo appearing in ad material for Tears of the Kingdom? Is this uh, a tease of some kind of like season pass like DLC? Would that even be enough to warrant having the logo there? Or is there an online slash multiplayer component that Nintendo has not yet revealed? I... It, this is something that has me completely stumped because I have no idea what this could be about. Yeah, uh, and I'm eager to see. Uh, I I can't comp like even contemplate like what a battle pass or a multiplayer edition of this would be. Would it be like physics challenges? Like I don't know. No, yeah, it, like it's it. Yeah, like could it could it just be something as simple as like leaderboards? Right? Yeah. Like that's. I think it's Luigi's gonna have a special balloon for you in the level. You know, people like to bag on that mode, but it was fun. <laughs> I'm not bagging. I'm just <laughs> connecting it. Uh, but yeah, like it. It truly is. You know, we made the joke at the top of the episode. Yes. Like, come see the Ariana Grande concert. It is possible that this is like some crazy Zelda battle royale. Like, we don't know what this game is. I and if that is the case, I would. I'm gonna be so disappointed. I I would not participate in it very much but i would love to watch people yeah get crazy in some giant arena as all these links with all the what's it what's uh i, I just remember remembering ever since breath of the wild came out seeing crazy physics videos from people yeah. what people are able to do becoming neo in the matrix essentially yes uh well i don't want to fight against those guys no way no I wanna, you want to fight against neo i want to watch those guys fight <laughs> that's right yeah that's right i'm a spectator is what i'm saying right yeah. right right, right. <laughs> no but like it's just it's just wild to me to think that like it could that could be what we we know so little about the moment to moment gameplay mm-hmm. um, that it could very well be a, a massively multiplayer experience. Oh boy, we don't again we don't have too long to wait. Uh, the game is due out on May twelfth, mm-hmm. um, so just a couple months and we will know for sure. The week before Christmas, uh, Nintendo released a series of uh, one-a-day videos featuring new indie games available on Switch. Uh, That culminated on Friday with the reveal that Sports Story uh, was available right then, uh, right now. Um, Sports Story, a game, uh, of course, that uh, in the most recent Indie World Showcase got sort of shouted out as like, it's coming out in December. It is, yes, still coming out this year. Very exciting. And they uh, were... True to their word, it came out this year. Um, unfortunately, the game, uh, like early reviews and user experiences, which are still like kind of on the rare side, just because like the industry shuts down mm-hmm. uh, in the two weeks at the end of December. Um, that all sort of reveals that the game is pretty buggy. Um, developer Sidebar Games uh, addressed this in, in a tweet. Uh, they said, quote, we have a path underway to uh, fix some issues that have been reported. If you have any issues, please send to our email with bug report in the title. Should be ready soon. However, the processing time for the patch could be a little longer with the holiday. So uh, uh, kind of a bummer that the game is coming with some like severe performance issues yeah. uh, that are bad enough they had to a- address it. I... What I'm about to say, I already said on Video Games, a comedy show this week, but the whole rollout of this game has had me very confused considering what a early Smash indie hit this was for right. the Switch and for this company. Uh, we felt like we were waiting for it for years, never heard a thing, finally, and then within the last month, heard that it was coming, it came, and now it's, it, it's apparently now it's has match. some issues, yeah. so... I, I don't know what is going on here. I mean, it's I think it's just the the thing of uh like they they made this indie darling mm-hmm. had to deliver a sequel and we're like what can a sequel to this thing be? It's got to be bigger. It's got to be more sports. It can't just be golf. Um, and that just becomes a bigger, harder, trickier game. Like they delayed it out of it was supposed to come out in 2021 originally. It was delayed out of 2021. Oh. Um. And, you know, at the time, it was like, oh, yeah, pandemic probably, right? Um, but, like, I think it's just a, a feature creep out of control. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, a, a similarly sized team or maybe even a slightly bigger team has to deliver a much more complicated game. And then it's no longer an indie team delivering a little indie title. It's something else entirely. Yeah. Uh, it, 
this early stuff is a bummer. I hope they yeah. can figure it out, and I hope to play it at some point. Uh, I don't personally don't have any immediate interest right now, but that could change at any time. Absolutely. Yeah. Or do you plan to play this one? No, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't play the original uh, Golf Story. Mark liked it a lot, uh, and so I'll be interested to see if he uh, picks this one up when uh, he gets back into mm. the country. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I'm. It's you always want a, a game like this to do well, totally. Right? Um, and it's just kind of a bummer to see it come out in this way. It's, it's that, it's it's where the like the art and marketing thing like starts to just suck, right? Yeah, where you're like, they said it was gonna come out this year, and then they like made a big deal about the fact that like it's gonna come out in December, and then we get later and later in December, and it's like it's gotta come out at some point. Yeah, but like it wasn't ready. Yeah. But they said they would. They were going to put it out, so they had to put it out. Dang, dang, indeed. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge received a new update with a bunch of toggleable options in the custom arcade mode, uh, and then there are also like display filters, you know, CRT, um, curved screen, that kind of thing. Uh, I was not expecting there to be uh, any kind of update to Shredder's Revenge. This thing just keeps getting better. I like, love this. I, I may interact with one of these uh, features once, like putting a CRT filter over it, but uh, what, a, what an amazing game this was, and, and I love that they're adding little things to it. I, I mean, I, I'm still like waiting for the day that they like add a new level or a, a new character. Would love a new character. Um, but uh, some of the... Uh, it was hard to like just find a list of what all the new... Um, like modes and options are and like what what exactly they do um, but the, just a couple of them uh, to, to call out here there's a free play mode that you can toggle on and off so like infinite lives um, which the game doesn't need because it's easy enough yeah uh, as it is uh, an old school mode where using your super attacks uh, takes away from your health instead of from your ninja power so like the uh, hyperstone heist is probably like that i know it the is. manhattan project is like that as well um doppelgangers so you can have multiple people playing as the same that's turtle. a great one that's a great one let everyone play Raphael. it's okay um revive no more so you can't give each other pizza to wake up oh. um and a couple other faster foot um making the, the bad guys faster um fiercer foot making the bad guys tougher uh and just kind of stuff like that so like some options to vary the gameplay experience making it either harder or easier depending on your tastes that especially a game that is I mean, it feels it's it's made to be replayed. Yes, for the people who the diehards, especially who like I know, like a friend of ours, Eddie Martin, yeah. is great at these games and is way better at them than me. But this could be an amazing series of features for him to tweak his experience and just make it a little tougher. the The, the thing with this game that makes it unlike the rest of the Ninja Turtles mm -hmm. games is you can actually be good at this game. Yeah, right. Like there is there is a way to like dodge and fight and totally like position yourself uh that like the rest of them it's you know they're just like you jam on the buttons and hope for the best yeah um and sometimes you were getting hit if the computer just wanted you to yes that's right yes or there are bombs that fall out <laughs> yeah. of the sky um but yeah so it's uh yeah it, it, it is cool that there's uh, a way to this make this game take you make you take it even more seriously yeah um all right connor square enix has announced the end to their ongoing support slash monetization for the Final Fantasy racer Chocobo GP. Season 5, which brought in Midgar from Final Fantasy 7 as a track, ended on December 21st and is the last new content for the game. Additionally, the sale of the game's premium currency, Mithril, will be discontinued going forward. Existing Mithril is non-refundable, and you have to spend the Mithril before January 6th as the premium store is shutting down on January 6th for good. So a little just like background or perspective on Chocobo <laughs> GP is uh, this is a uh, like Chocobo kart racer game with a lot of uh, content from other Final Fantasy games in it that Mark and I were early excited about. I remember hearing this. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, when it came out, it was uh, sort of a um, microtransaction mess. Yeah. Um, clearly, it is, uh, you know, they, they, they're looking, they're hunting for whales, right? Um, and uh, it just seemed like a, 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 bad, a bad balance of that kind of stuff overall. Um, the economy of this game now, less than a year after it was released, is just totally being uh, 
sunk because uh, I mean, who knows? Yeah. Uh, either they made all the money they were going to make from it, and we're like, forget it, we're not going to support it, or it hasn't been working, or who knows what. Um, but this like disastrous uh, uh, release plan with Chocobo GP is kind of being sunsetted. Say it ain't so. I'm saying uh, good riddance is what I'm saying. That I am with you 100. percent Uh, this at first, like you're you're the two of you had an initial excitement over it because it seemed like it could be just a fun, exactly what it looks like on the surface, a yes. Final Fantasy chibi chocobo racer. Yeah, and uh, there is something much more nefarious uh underneath, unfortunately, and. Yeah, I also, I never planned to play this game. I guess now especially, I feel for the people who maybe invested in it or have money, just the mithril sitting in there that they won't be able to use after the 6th? What? It just goes away. Like is so frustrating. I I hate, I don't, I wish that no more games like with this exploitative sort of economy would ever come out, but they will. Um, And I don't know, are they going to ever release like a version that's like, here, here's everything? I mean, that's how you get me to spend money on it. Yeah. Is you say, all right, here's a $60 at the full release. It has everything or most of everything in it. Yeah. Like everything except for, you know, whatever, um, uh, like cosmetic nonsense they added onto it. Like, give me all the characters, give me all the tracks, give me all the carts, uh, and then I'll buy it. I just feel, I feel bad for the people who it's, yeah, th- this happens a lot in video games too, where yeah. if you, you're an early person in early on a game, even like games that aren't exploitative like this, yeah. they're still like, you don't get rewarded for being there early. Like yeah. a, a better version of the game will come out later with everything for the price you paid for the original version. Yep. Uh, bummer, but good riddance. Good that riddance that it's to, sunset to this to this experiment. Um, I, I know that uh, Square Enix has a lot of success with this uh, like monetization model on mobile. Yeah, and I'm content if that stays there. Like, I hope this is a, a signal to them that's like this doesn't work on Switch. I hope so. Uh, but who knows, Connor? And finally. Well, I was disappointed not to see Sea of Stars at the latest Indie World Showcase. We did get a little bit more information uh, about a release window for Sea of Stars. Sabotage Studio, the developer of The Messenger, and Sea of Stars announced that the Pixel Graphics JRPG will come out summer 2023. This is one of my most anticipated games of the year. Same. You and I both are big fans of Chrono Trigger. Yes. This is, you know, there's another Chrono Trigger-esque game out currently, uh, but this is something we've both been excited about. I'm happy to learn of a window. We this get, is news We got a me. window. We got a window. Uh, I, summer 2023. Do you... I am more likely to play this over the summer than I am Final Fantasy 16. As much as, like, I, I... That could change as the game nears closer to release. Right. Uh, yeah, I probably am, too. Although very different experiences, I'm sure. Totally different experiences, and that that is coming out. That's like June, June twenty second. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and Street Fighter Six is June twentieth. Maybe something. They're they're coming out like like the yeah. exact same time. I did. I love that. Uh, we. I'm of the age where uh, it's just like, oh yeah, the companies just need to like pander to what I loved as yes. a child because <laughs> it's like Street Fighter and Final Fantasy. Here you go, Patrick. Yeah. We're going to keep putting these out forever. <laughs> Amazing. Um. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I I will certainly check in on both. I loved the Messenger. Um, yes, even though it is a totally different style of game than what it looks like Sea of Stars is going to be. Um, so like any uh, tangential relationship to that universe, mm. and just knowing that it's like the same people behind it um, makes me really hopeful because that game is funny. The Messenger. Yeah. Wow. Do you play The Messenger? No. Messenger's really, really funny. I only funny. ever heard you all talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> it's very funny. It's very well written. Um, uh, and it totally doesn't need to be because it's just like a ninja. Is it like, an action platformer? Yeah. And then becomes a Metroidvania halfway through. Incredible. Um, when you go back through the same levels that you've been through as like one genre oh of game. Oh my gosh. It's just, it's, it's brilliant. Um, but so I'm, I'm looking forward to the same kind of gameplay shenanigans mm. in Sea of Stars. Maybe they'll have some clever tricks up their sleeve too. Connor, maybe they will. All right, let's get out of the news. 
All right, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Connor is at... Connor underscore McCabe. Hey, it's the same. We do the same thing. Look at us. Uh, and the show is at Nincart Society. Um, Connor, is there anything that you would like to plug at this time? Absolutely. And thanks again for having me back. Thank uh, you so much for doing this. And I'll believe that Mark's coming back when I see it. He's coming. He will He'll come back. Okay, now I'm less confident. Uh, yes. Uh, Here's the thing. I haven't talked to him in a couple days. <laughs> This is a long time for you, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, uh, if you liked hearing me on the show, definitely check out my podcast, Call Me By Your Game. It's a show where I have a friend on to hear from them about a meaningful video game from a specific time in their life. We dive into what they enjoyed about the game and also what they remember about the context of when they had this meaningful time with it. Uh, there's a bunch of other stuff I do, but that's all I'm going to plug. Call Me By Your Game. Check out Call Me By Your Game and join our Discord if you would like an invitation. Just tweet at us or send us an email, Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. Uh, Anthony DeLuca made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. For my co host, Connor McCabe, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening.